familiar with Super Freaky Girl by Nicki Minaj. Oh, oh yeah. My God, dude, you are... Let's just say, if you say the F word, we don't have to bleep it anymore, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you can just say Frank. That's all you need to <laughs> So just so, uh, for those that don't know, uh, that song is up for Video of the Year, 2023, VMA. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. Um, I was doing a little dance on her Wikipedia here. Annika Tanya Mirage Petty. Tom Petty's daughter? I think so. No. <laughs> no, 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 she's Spanish. She's from Spain. Or, I'm sorry, Trinidad. Trinidad? Port of Spain. I'm too dumb to know what that means, so we're gonna just make it. Uh, sad. I, think I think Trinidad's like uh, it's like the Hong Kong of Spain. Yeah, all right. That's it. So right. anyway, daughter of a crackhead abusive father who burnt down her house when she was a kid. Uh. Yeah. Um, I was. Oh, it's a Caribbean nation was... near Venezuela. Wow. I was way off. And then uh, we were we were listening to that super freaky girl. Or F <laughs> F R E A K, uh, not one of my favorite Nicki Minaj jams. I'm gonna say this though. I kind of dig on the Nicki Minaj. I, did you hear that? So, what was she even saying? I could. She's pretty much saying I could move with your dick in my pussy and it won't fall. Oh, out. she That's is. She's very graphic. She did the uh the wet pussy song that. Um, I think aged Ben Shapiro 10 years when he heard it. <laughs> I don't, think, do you I don't know if it song? aged him, but that yarmulke raised four inches, <laughs> let me tell you what. <laughs> he grew some weird hair under his armpits. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he went home and schnooked his wife. That night, you know? Yeah, the, she did the wet pussy, right? Isn't that... She was part of the team. It was her and Megan V. Stallion. Yes, wet ass pussy. That was which the, I uh, still want my fucking reparations for because you culturally appropriated uh, Italians. That's right. Oh, good call, man. Yeah, I love that, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah! I like a steal wop on us. That's right. Excellent, man. The, the OG wop. I am a checks. big pussy and I am wet all the time. So. Oh yeah. Well, actually, that's <laughs> funny because yes, we're sweaty. Italians are very sweaty. <laughs> very sweaty. <laughs> Historically and notoriously very sweaty. We all know this. Constantly sweating. It doesn't matter the temperature, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's in it. Cardi B. Oh, Cardi B, the other Nicki Minaj. Okay. And uh, Megan D. Stallion. Yeah, see, Cardi B, I'm not a fan of. Uh, she's like a ripoff. Nicki Minaj. I think Minaj. they're the same person. Dude, I, think I cannot tell them apart. Ooh, do you that's, think that's that... That's the same person. Do you think Nicki Minaj is Garth Brooks, and then Cardi B uh... is... Uh, <laughs> I already forgot his... Uh... His Chris Gaines, his alter ego. So that's the uh, alter ego. Baby, dude. It's dude, possible. how have we not talked about the him being a serial killer? You did. You brought it up. About uh, yeah, about a month ago. Uh, you tossed it out there, and I find it interesting only because, and and I, this is something we should follow. Uh, there's potential a serial killer will arise in Las Vegas because this year, recently, I believe Garth Brooks started a residency in Las Vegas that is sold out for like two uh, years. So if you are correct about this alleged conspiracy where wherever Garth Brooks tra uh, tours, am I correct, women mysteriously die? Is that right? Yeah. Dude, this is so funny. Sorry. I, I stopped it. So I I'm looking at pictures of, uh, who am I looking at? WAP? Oh, Cardi B. Cardi B, yeah. 
Dude, it's so funny because there's all these pictures of her with all these like other people. That's right. And I, I cannot tell them apart. If I scroll really fast, I have no idea which one's which. I cannot tell any of them apart until there's a picture of three girls and one of them's Lizzo. Oh no. <laughs> oh god. We know what that That's means. Really- oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, man. This is insane. These people are literally the same person. Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Yes, very similar, almost the same human being. I, I've thought that before. Uh, for some reason, I like the Nicki Minaj, though, because she's very aggressive in your face. She uses very graphic, disgusting, over-the-top lyrics, and uh, I'm into it. I know everybody, uh, you know, she's not reading books to kids in libraries. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's like it's not offensive it's, to me. But it's, it's even worse what she's doing. I mean, I don't know. Listening to that, that's terrible, man. Come on, listen. What, what do you expect terrible. now? I know, but the truth is, guys, yeah, guys want to fuck girls like that, but that's not what you want to marry. Okay, so there is a song by Ice Cube, and I don't know who who the chick is, but they literally talking about the whole song is them discussing fucking. And, like, it's uh, Put Your Back Into It, I believe, is the song. Oh, great, too. See what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) They go into some detail about the actions that are taking place. Great song. See? (laughs) Right? Put Your Back Into It? Who is it? Isn't that what it is? It is Ice Cube. uh... The chick is, I can't remember who the chick is, but you got Put Your Back Into It. Miss Toy? Exactly. See what I'm saying? <laughs> and it has like pretty graphic descriptive oh, okay. lyrics where they're they're talking about getting it on, man. You know, and uh we, no problem. We we look back on it, Mike, twenty years ago. Those were the good old days, man. You know? And this is why the problem here's we we covered this already. We found the solution. The problem with this Nicki Minaj song and anything that uh we listen to from Doja Cat. You need to add in a sprinkle of Ja Rule. If you add some Ja Rule, <laughs> then it's palatable. You, know? you, you gotta cleanse the palate with the Ja. See? That's the rule. It's the Ja Rule. <laughs> this, is, this is literally a direct quote from that song. <clears throat> I do hardcore rhyming. Hard time grinding. Oh, yeah. Gorilla pimp hose (laughs) while other N words whine and dine them. (laughs) Gotta love this thug shit. S class in the mud shit. Pockets on flood shit. OG lyrical blood shit. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's that's a little more artistic than what we heard from Cardi B. I'm not gonna lie. I give, I tap. I tip my hat to you, sir, Mr. Ice Cube. <laughs> Gorilla's pimp hose. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, it's really funny because this whole thing is really about him, like, killing other people, pretty much. Other black gentlemen, I'm assuming, by the language. But then he goes and, and he bangs his hoe. And then it goes into the chorus where he's saying, uh, I can do it. Put your ass into it. Put your ass into it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's saying, you can do it. Put your back into Come it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, hump a little harder there, my friend. See, Frank, you're telling me this isn't artistic. What he's trying to <laughs> right, re- reference here is, you know, we can work together as a team. I just need <laughs> you to put your ass into it, and I promise I will put my back in. He's saying it takes two to tango. 
Exactly. Oh, dude, this is more poetic than the French ever could be. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you're you're right. I'm wrong. Nicki Minaj, take a seat and write something a little more lyrical. My God. <laughs> lyrical. I mean, lyrical hear genius. me banging down these back streets, bumping <laughs> Black Street, dude. Come on. <laughs> Treated like an athlete. I mean, dude. Treated like an athlete. <laughs> Oh man, that's Shakespeare. Modern day Shakespeare, my man. <sighs> yeah. Change him to uh, William T. That's the same guy who. Uh... <laughs> oh, I just confused Ice T <laughs> yeah, and I Ice Cube. <laughs> I was just going to phase over it like it never happened. Why'd you go back? You raced it. You called yourself out on the racist, man. I totally confused him. It's all Don Cheadle from here. Uh, that's right. <laughs> He's the best of them. Oh man! Well, wow. Okay. Well, I I stand corrected. Ice Cube, no. uh, lyrical <laughs> genius, uh, Doja Cat, and Nicki Minaj just flat out disgusting with Trash. their lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is garbage. Well, we live in idiocracy now. You know, you got the chicks where their nipples are showing and they're not even saying anything, or the, it's not even music, and then. You got Nicki Minaj, and her whole song is just describing like how big her pussy is and how wet it is, and you know it's just like there's there's no art behind anything, man. There's no imagination, dude. True art. You got to hear this this part of the song. If I drink this hen, everybody'll know it, cause I ain't going for it. So pray to the Lord that I don't pull out, cuss out, and bust out. <laughs> Go the N-word route. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Make that make the trigger shout. Yeah, dude, this is just No man, this is beautiful. Yeah, I gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, well. Gotta don't watch don't go back and here. look at the songs you list, used to listen to. They're pretty dumb. Oh, that's good stuff. I like that. That there there is uh he's putting me in the zone there. He's I, I'm entering his mind and I'm seeing this world and uh, I'm enjoying the uh, the environment that he he's put me in. When I listen to Nicki Minaj and I'm listening to her lyrics and she's putting me in the room, the room I'm inside is literally inside her gaping massive vagina that apparently can fit, you know, massive quantities of things. You're right. You know, Ice Cube, he makes me, he puts me in that mood, kind of like the ambiance, like I'm at uh, U.S. Cellular Field watching a Sox game. <laughs> you know, smoking a doob. Maybe a blunt, and then all of a sudden you're. Uh, yeah, I gotta pull out my nine and shoot a couple homies. You maybe know? your woman so. just got shot through the leg. You never know. <laughs> we we breezed over this because it was kind of a non thing. This is uh, one of the craziest stories I think that's happened in a little while here. What, what's Did going? What's hear- <laughs> going on in Chicago, dude? <laughs> Can't even go to a baseball game, man. Uh, it's it's more embarrassing than the fact that so okay, it's bad enough in your city when somebody gets shot at the ballpark, right? Oh yeah, some poor lady got shot at at Sox Stadium, watching a Sox game. So Kamiski, get it right, and yeah, well, uh, a- two ladies, two people, one got grazed oh, by the bullet, and the lady got shot through the calf. I believe. So there's this like big fight about uh, apparently the. 
the the owners of the Sox and the stadium, they were trying to say the bullet came from outside the stadium. There was a long-standing out there uh, theory. People were really pushing this one uh, that this thing came through the stands from outside. And you should have seen the look on this guy's face <laughs> when he comes onto the news the other day to proclaim we solved it. We solved the White Sox shooting. You're like, oh, they got the guy. He's locked up. I don't know. We could just definitely say it came from inside the stadium. Not even definite. They're pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have the clip. It's this is the most recent clip. This is this is the best we could do in Chicago when some poor innocent woman gets shot watching a Cubs a Sox game. This event happened on Friday or Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. We talked about it on Sunday show. Yeah, I think it happened Saturday. It happened over the weekend. We talked about it on, on the show on Sunday. And then <laughs> here we are, and <laughs> they're like, we don't know whose gun it is. We don't know who shot it. But we're kind of sure it happened inside the stadium. All right, so uh, <laughs> people going to games, don't be scared that somebody from outside is going to shoot you. And the best part was they follow it up with saying, but don't worry. We're trying to figure out how they got the gun through the metal detectors. Okay, that's not I my... Um, can no, we, we not find the guy no, who shot the fucking lady? I don't need you to answer the question of where the bullet came from or how he got the gun in. Can we just arrest the fucking people that are shooting people? It was a weird weekend for the MLB also here in Denver. We made national news today or last night with... The Braves are in town. They have one of the best baseball players in the league, Acuna Jr., and he plays uh, left field or right field. Either way, some crazed fan jumped into the field to take a selfie with him. And then while he was being wrestled down by security, another moron came running up to the guy and, like, practically tackled him. (laughs) The baseball player? Yes. The guy was, like, on the Uh... ground. It was a whole... It just... Uh, never touch the fiasco. talent, man. They're gonna beat the shit out of you. You don't. Oh t- yeah. That, that man you just tackled. That's a million dollar man, dude. Those jails in the stadiums, they don't have jurisdiction. They fuck you up, man. Oh yeah. Either way, uh, uh, never touch the talent. <laughs> that's right, dude. Well, we're <laughs> speaking of the talent. Uh, I got a clip. It's local. I live for local. And this is a, it's a thick boy, but we got to ride it to the end. The payoff is in the end, as per usual. And Mike, this is all for you, gift wrapped. We got the whole thing. I'm, uh, you know, I'm sad for Chicago. <laughs> I really. Shooting at White Sox game is still developing after three days. WD and Sean Lewis live at Guaranteed Rate Field, where there are still more questions than answers. Sean. Yeah, Micah and Ray, CPD's interim superintendent today, confirmed that they believe... Two people were shot in an MLB stadium where there's more cameras than anywhere, and they're like, we're still trying to figure out what uh, took place here. It's- <laughs> who was working security? The fucking same people at the Tupac shooting? I mean, <laughs> oh, what is going on here? No, they moved over the security guards from uh, Epstein's uh, jail cell. <laughs> they fell asleep. They turned out the cameras <laughs> right. and fell asleep, as they're known to do. <laughs> we got you guys a nice job. You got it. You know, you suffered a lot of media stress, <laughs> right, from that Epstein situation. Don't worry. We'll just have you watch over White Sox games, right? Just hang out there. How easy could it be? Nothing will happen. <laughs> <laughs> it is likely that gun was fired from inside of Sox Park during Friday nights. Dude, likely. 
we are like almost five days away from this. They're like, it's pretty likely. We're almost sure, but not totally. I mean, you're inside a stadium. <laughs> what do you mean? Some of these stadiums, man, like you could shoot somebody from outside a stadium in a lot of these places pretty easily. So like, you know, did this shooting happen outside? Because if it did, can we increase some security on the outside of the stadium? <laughs> You know, you know that kids... net you have for the balls? Could we build one for bullets? <laughs> that's, that is sad, and that's why the lease for this park in Chicago it, it will run out in six years. Reinsdorf is not going to uh, re-sign, or whoever runs. I can't remember who's running. Oh, but, but Frank, think about, any, think about how many retards could paint on that field. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to repurpose it. It's called the San Francisco plan, see? We just bring in all the tards, and uh, they paint in the buildings. Yeah, no matter what happens, we bulldoze everything, we let retards paint it. It's going to be great. And well, yeah, we'll let all these uh, office spaces, we'll turn them into studios for all these uh, hippie dudes with man buns, and they'll do some painting. It'll be great. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Who have no money. They need us to literally give them a place to live. This should really <laughs> boost our economy. Fucking the Sox are going to leave Chicago, mark my word. Game. That one answer, though, opens up a whole other set of questions that tonight remain officially unanswered. Looking at this video released by the White Sox from Friday night's game, it's pretty hard to tell that anything is happening. A gun goes off, two people are shot, and nobody moves. Nobody in this fucking <laughs> section moves. It's the most surreal video. That's how you know it was, uh, they were all rooting for the home team. That's <laughs> a home crowd, dude. <laughs> I, I, dude there's so many weird things about this like the shooting took place and they played the game like the game played for like all the way it's so crazy bleachers until you take this closer look when several people jump in to help the 42 year old woman who was shot in the leg and the 26 year old woman who was grazed by a bullet what is clear that is if a gun was fired close by few people actually heard it we're dispelling a lot of things Today, after more than 250 new Chicago cops were sworn in, interim superintendent Fred Waller confirmed that the shot most likely came from inside of the park. But how a gun got past metal detectors at the gate remains unclear. Something from, so from inside, it could have happened that way, but we're looking at every avenue, exploring every uh, lead. A source telling WGN that investigators are now looking into several theories into the possibility that the gun may have belonged to the person in the stands and that it accidentally discharged. Investigators have not found the weapon despite a search of the seating area, according to a source. One shell casing was recovered at the scene and is right now being analyzed. There's kind of randomness of it, right? It's just kind of crazy randomness. Uh, all right, where's Kevin Costner? We need a movie. Well, do, I heard a, a rumor. I, uh, did you see it was kind of floating out there that in attendance for the game, he threw out the first pitch, I think, uh, it was Alec Baldwin. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to point any fingers here. Definitely no, no finger guns. I'm not going to point any finger guns here. But, uh, you know, Alec Baldwin in attendance. Mysterious shot goes off. It hits a woman. I don't know. Wait a minute. This casing, was it from a gun that you don't have to pull the trigger? <laughs> Thank you
definitely an Alec. That's an Alec shooting. <laughs> Something we could look into there, I'm just saying. ...to have some kind of closure to understand how this happened, because... Every scenario somebody comes up with seems seems crazy, but something happened, so we got to figure that out. Sources telling WGN that White Sox officials scanned security video showing both women entering the park on Friday night. That source says neither of them set off the metal detectors. We don't want to jump ahead of ourselves, but from... We're not going to jump ahead of ourselves and blame the rampant crime going on all around the south side uh, of Chicago. No, we're not going to talk uh, about that. No, dude, no, I but, bet you uh, this lady yeah. shot herself. Yeah, that's actually the prevailing theory. I think she did too, actually. What I oh, heard, uh, it sounds like it might have been a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, Former CPD superintendent Eddie Johnson says this may come down to a risky accident. So if, if, if I'm the White Sox, I'm looking at the video uh, where the ticket was scanned, which gate did she come through? I'm looking at that magnetometer. If in fact she did go through one, I'm pretty sure she did. I'd be looking at all those things to make sure or ensure that it doesn't happen again. Also on Friday night, you might remember that Vanilla Ice and Tone Loke were scheduled Yay! to perform after Friday night's game. <laughs> that concert was canceled. Fans at the time told it was a technical issue that they needed to sort out. Uh, the, over the weekend, the White Sox confirmed that they wanted to get everyone out of the ballpark, get all of the lights on so CPD could get in and get their investigation uh, underway as soon as possible. All right, the payoff. Oh, man. Dude, Tone Loke? Tone Loke? Have you, do you remember who Tone... I have no idea who that is. Never heard of that before in my life. Tone Loke might be the sleepiest rapper of all time. He's like one of the OGs <laughs> from the 80s. And you know Tone Loke, actually, if you've seen Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. He's Ace's friend cop in the uh, cop department, you know, that he's always talking to, the black fella. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, that's Tone Loke, dude. Yeah. Tone Loke, what's man. A, what's a song that's good? He has one song, and it's weird here in Denver. Uh, we have, um, yes, it's Wild Thing. Yes, that's the tone look. Yeah, this is it. This is, it. This is tone look. This is his his biggest jam. Oh, I do know this song. Wild Thing. Yeah, man. Oh, very much so. And there's a station here in Denver. They play it all the time. It's incredible. Here we go. Working all week, not a five for my money. So the weekend comes, I go five with the honey. <laughs> this is terrible. That's the most 80s rap I've ever heard, dude. I fucking love it. Yes. Uh, great. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Good sound. Uh, stuff. Chicago, that's what you missed out on. Yeah, so uh, I remember uh, reading about this and then seeing it on the news, and all the fans were outraged because uh, they were there for Vanilla Ice with Tone Loke. <laughs> like, like the Sox, I want to remind everybody, uh, the Sox, one of the worst teams in baseball. Like, there's really no reason to see them right now, and so this stadium was packed. And clearly, for one thing and one thing only, it was Vanilla Ice Featuring Tone Loke. <laughs> That's the whole reason all these people were there, dude. They were so pissed off. They got so ripped off because some idiot shot herself. Uh, it's so stupid. That's uh, the story of Chicago. <laughs> I know. Some asshole with a gun ruins it every time. <laughs> Everything gets ruined by some asshole with a gun.
Oh man, I just my favorite part is uh, you know like you know not a huge fan of gun at the ballpark. You know me, you know I'm big on the this is a kids experience. You know it's supposed to be free for the kids. Honestly, it should be. it's not a place for guns or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, even though I do support the clearing of the benches and like everyone duking it out and fighting each other, or you know what I mean, it's for the kids. Oh, but funny. I love I love it when they duke it out. Oh, who loves it more than the kid? <laughs> I know. I just like hockey. I just uh, I I love the idea of everybody. You know, like a shooting happening. Nobody really heard it. Nobody's thinking about it, and then um, we all have to leave. They turn on the lights, and what do you mean? I'm here for Tone Loke. <laughs> well, you know, the, the whole thing about people not reacting, it's one of the things that's blown my mind ever since I was in the Army. Cause I, ne- I didn't know what a gun, I never shot a gun or anything before the Army. And then afterwards, it happens all the time. It amazes me when a gun does go off how few people realize it's a gun going off and then there'll be something that doesn't sound anything like a gun it's just a loud boom and everybody around will be like oh my god do you think that was a gun <laughs> because a gun is more like a snapping sound correct yeah it's just it's not yeah it's not really impressive even when like uh sometimes you know when you're in these neighborhoods you'll hear the automatics go off right it's not a, like I don't know. I think people really expect like an almost scarier sound, you know. But yeah, it is almost just like a snap, like a rhythmic firecracker. <clears throat> yeah, but the firecrackers are even louder. Yeah, very true. You know, yeah. like those black hats are louder than some guy just blowing off. Like what are those? The, the Tech Nines or whatever. It's interesting. Uh, also, do you think maybe people in general they just like you know they're they're not tuned to hearing a gun, so they're just not going to even hear it? Yes, especially if you're in, like, a louder place. Like, loud music at a, at a ballpark, that's going to definitely drown out. It's just a handgun. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet the handgun you can't even hear it, honestly. Yeah. That would be... Uh, it, 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 be it does blow my mind. It's why you'll see these videos, and it's like, like with these mass shootings, a lot of times people are just kind of like looking around, like, "What is that?" And then they see the guy with the gun. Or they, yeah, you know, it could be Vegas, and you're hearing shots go through the microphone or the speakers, and there's a lone gunman apparently with multiple machine guns just firing out from his uh window. Oh, who barehanded punched out the uh, hurricane <laughs> glass. No, right. <laughs> hurricane proof glass, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we get, you know, the hurricanes are a big topic these days that's apparently ravaging Florida. When this episode airs, actually, uh, are we staring down uh, the complete devastation of Tampa Bay? Yeah, we, we <laughs> you got to see the new projected path of this hurricane. It literally is in the shape of every Democrat's dick right now. <laughs> it was going straight up the East Coast. Everybody was rock hard. Can't wait to talk about this, but now... Hmm. It's just wow! Going out to the ocean. Yes, and it, it's only a category two, so everybody's crying. This is the best because you're gonna now get all the footage of the dude like standing in the water, you know, with the wind blowing, and then you see the kids walking past him with the surfboards <laughs> in the background, <laughs> or the ducks just swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really trying to sell this climate 
thing. That's uh, kind of weird. I think it's working. It's falling in line with the whole Trump stuff. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I have this very strong feeling that, uh, you know, how many viewers do you think the media, the news media, like all the news, the main news stuff, like what do you think they get nightly? 10 million altogether? Yeah, probably around there, 10 to 20. And then 4 million of those are jackass podcasters making fun of them. <laughs> yeah. And so then you, you have like, a, you know, this small... Or people pers- sitting in a hospital room. Man, I just don't think anyone's watching. No one's paying nah. attention. Uh... You know, they, they tried to spook, they tried to scare us with this whole thing with Florida, and, and they uh, wanted to double down on Florida because it's Ronda Sanctimonious, right? They're all obsessed with the <laughs> making Ron seem like he doesn't know how to run his state. Uh, Dude, I, I can't get over that shooting. The, the white guy shoots three black people in Florida, and now it's Ron, it's Ron DeSantis' fault you because know, I, he <laughs> has the legislation that allowed this hate to grow in his state. There's literally three black people being shot and killed every day in Chicago. You know, I'm actually, uh, I'll be honest, I'm not too familiar on the shooting that happened. Uh, it was in Jacksonville, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Some, some, some guy who's clearly not mentally stable went out and just shot a bunch of black people. Oh, okay. White guy, right? I can only assume. So now we have the race element. He's shooting. We got the guns. Man, they, they put had, the whole package together. He had a MAGA flag. Wow. Did he really? Not on him. I think it was like in his room or something. Yeah, he was oh. definitely a Trump supporter. He had the MAGA like, flag in the room. MAGA. His hard drive connected to his computer filled with child porn. It was unbelievable. <laughs> to the max. Maximum capacity child porn. <laughs> That's how it always goes. <laughs> it, is, it always goes that way when they catch people, but uh, it never goes that way when, you know, Hunter Biden turns in his laptop to a guy to fix it, and it's just filled with child porn. And we're like, no, 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 not that child porn. Yeah, Russia disinformation. No, we're not going to talk about Hunter and his child porn. But, uh, yeah, so I did not follow up. I, I'm at the zombified point where a shooting happens, and I just don't even read about it. Yeah, it's so stupid. Because it happens in Florida, so it's Ron DeSantis' fault. It happens in Chicago. Who, everybody's Democrat. Guess whose fault it is? We're going to go to the nearest Republican state. It's got to be Indiana. <laughs> it's their fault. If you because they don't have the laws we have, so they're getting the guns in from Indiana. National news is able to get away with this stuff because most people don't even really pay attention to local news. If you are watching your local news, is there a day that goes by where there isn't some sort of, you know, item about a shooting that took place, an officer shooting, you know, some sort of altercation? Like, there's always shit going on. There's always shootings happening and killings. But it's funny when things hit the mainstream. Oh, this one has to because there's clearly an agenda being sold. There's characters involved that fit every narrative that you guys want to play on. So here we go. Yeah, for sure. And we, I think there's been three days in a row we've had officer shootings here in Denver. I see it on the local news in the morning. But we're still talking about that shooting at the gay bar in Colorado Springs that happened two years ago. <laughs> we're not going to talk about how the dude was trans. No, we're not going to talk about that. We can't talk about that. But we're going to talk about how there was a shooting at the gay bar. Not allowed to read the manifesto on that one. 
But yeah. this guy, the white guy who killed the black guys, everything on his hard drive is being released. Anything he ever wow. wrote is being released. Of course. You know, because it fits the narrative. And we still have yeah. yet to get the manifesto from the tranny who shot up the church there in Tennessee. And, dude, Dashiki Man and his buddy, they were back in the news over a bunch of stuff going, uh, dude, they're, they're riling up the crowd, man. They're getting ready. Dashiki guy, dude, that he's one of the scariest individuals in America. Yeah, these idealist, crazed, leftist individuals who uh, love words like equity. We got to get rid of these yeah. people. They're no good for our political Seriously. system, man. <laughs> and uh, I, again, this goes for Dashiki, dude, and John Fetterman. If you can't wear a suit to the job, get out, man. There are people who would love that job <laughs> that would wear a suit <clears throat> every day. They'll sleep in their suit if they could be <laughs> in your position. So either wear a suit... And be professional or get out. We'll get a you professional think, to fill You don't think shoes. Lindsey Graham has wanted to show up every day in a, in a dress? I know. But Lady he comes G. In a suit, <laughs> looking like a man. Well, as close to it as he could get. <laughs> yes. You know? Wear the suit, dude. Like, come on, man. Respect what the institution that you work for. John Fetterman is the biggest disgrace to the U.S. Senate. Yes. Probably in American history. Absolutely. The fact that the man is not mentally capable of putting on a suit, and you guys elected him to be a senator. Yes. It, it just, it's, a, it's a slap in the face of every American. Absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> John Fetterman, again, was voted in by the people, allegedly... I'm not saying there were 2,000 mules or anything, but John Fetterman was voted <laughs> in by the people, and I distinctly remember watching the clip of the lady saying, I will vote for him if they wheel him in on a hospital bed. Yeah. That's what you got, yeah. though. That's what you get. You get the dude who's wheeled in on the hospital bed. It's crazy. And we can't even, you can't even say anything about the right because their guys are freezing up in the middle of a speech. I know, dude. Whatever happened to McConnell, by the way, is he like still out there doing stuff or did they just hide him in the closet? They just brought out the next clone. <laughs> De- deactivated that last one. Glitchy. <laughs> well, speaking of glitchy, uh, AI is back in the news, or it's never left. It's in the news constantly, I would say. I like literally can't escape it. However... Uh, I was, uh, it was brought to my attention a little ditty here from NPR where they visited a convention that was going on, uh, hosted by the Biden administration, where they invited hackers from around the world to hack AI. Okay. All right. You following? They want to see which, which AI? I don't know. AI, man. Come on. I know, the way they talk about AI is like it's just this box in a room. Yes, that, I know. know I, no, mean? Like, I do you... know. I don't believe. I believe it's all bullshit. And we, but <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying we brought in these people and they're going to hack human. They're going to hack. Uh, I think it was Chat, which human? Chat, you know what I mean? like, Chat GPT, one of them. I don't I, they're, Well, they're going to talk about it in the clip. But uh, oh, okay. my favorite part about this clip is the problem that they are encountering with the AI that they just cannot seem to overcome. So they had to bring in these hackers to figure it out. 
This is DEF CON, the biggest hacking convention in the world. And this is the first year where AI is front and center. These people are about to participate in the largest ever public red teaming challenge. The goal? To get technology to break the rules by asking it all kinds of questions and see how easy it is to get it to say things that are inappropriate, illegal, or biased. Racism and discrimination in AI isn't a new thing. Back in 2015, for example, Google Photos, which uses artificial intelligence, was labeling pictures of black people as gorillas. Tech companies have tried to make changes, but the underlying problem remains. There's a lack of diverse data being used and a lack of diversity among the people who designed the technology in the first place. And then we go to the top, the project manager of that, uh, <laughs> Stephen Wang. What do you have to say for yourself? I tell no difference. <laughs> <laughs> this clip gets so good. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude. I didn't hear about that. Oh, man. I got the goods on those ones, I'm telling you. <laughs> most of the people here are white, and most are men. But organizers made sure to invite groups like Black Tech Street for more representation in this challenge. I checked back in with Kelsey about 20 minutes into the challenge, and she's feeling pretty accomplished because she just got the chatbot to say something really racist about blackface. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Dude, they're excited, man. She just said she got the computer to say something really racist about blackface. Yes, yes. Dude. Something really racist about blackface. <laughs> you know, that's good because that means that, that I, I broke it. The process isn't exactly straightforward. She started by asking the chatbot definitions. I asked him stuff like, what is blackface? Is blackface wrong? It was able to answer these basic questions, but she kept pressing. She asked the chatbot how a white kid could convince their parents to let them go to an HBCU, a historically <laughs> black college. The answer was to say that they could run fast. I love, oh, that's stop right there. I love how they say, what the fuck is an HBCU? It's just something we are supposed to, it's another acronym that we are all supposed to know. Yeah, that, that stands for historically black college. But what's funny about that is we already know how to do it. You uh, tan your skin, uh, curl your hair, and you call yourself Rachel Dolittle. <laughs> Am I correct about that? That's how you get into one of those places. And then, like, run the NAACP. Am I correct? Yeah, that's how you do it. That's yeah. how you do it, man. It's, I, got, I, I know more than ChatGPT. Look at that. Uh, so, oh, this, is, it, it, this continues to be beautiful. She kept pressing. She asked the chatbot how a white kid could convince their parents to let them go to an HBCU, a historically black college. The answer was to say that they could run fast and dance well. <laughs> black people can run fast and dance well. Kelsey submits the conversation she had with the chatbot to tech companies. They can use it to tweak their programming so this answer won't come up again. But over oh. <laughs> the, com the, the computer defended itself by saying, what, all I have to base my information on is all these videos on YouTube and Twitter. <laughs> and, uh... Have you seen these super athletes? Have you seen LeBron James?
What's creepy about this, though, is they're saying, okay, well, we're going to use this info to tweak it so that way it never responds this way. You know, well, what if we want to end up tweaking these things so that, you know, they respond in a certain way that's politically, you know, convenient to us? Oh, no, no. It, you'll never get it. That's the best part. It's, I don't think they realize how stupid they are. Who, the, the AI? Because you're, you're going to be able to tweak it, right? But then this thing is, it's still going to have to answer that question. It's just going to have a different answer. And isn't the AI inevitably based on us and our data? And we're stupid, man. So AI is just going to be a combination of all our stupid, asinine bullshit that we type into the internet. No, the problem is, is that the computer hasn't grown up learning our social biases and norms and everything. You know what I mean? So it's just taking a purely objective look at it. And guess what? If black people are faster than white people, it's just going to say they're faster. Yeah. You know? It's kind of Because it doesn't know. It's not supposed to. It's like, a child. You know what I mean? Like the child doesn't know he's not supposed to call you fat. He's just going to ask you, why are you so fat? Yeah, but it might be right. better for your health for the kid to say that to you. It might be an eye-opener. Well, it's better experience. for everybody. Yeah. This <laughs> might be an eye-opener for society that maybe we need to just, you know. Yeah, drop the wokeism. Yeah, yeah. And I use wokeism as a blanket term. I know it's been played by Ronda Sanctimonious over there, but, you know, wokeism is essentially what took over our culture, you know, this whole sensitivity movement, victimization movement, you know, oh, we got to protect the immunocompromised at all costs, right? Like the, this whole idea that, you know, we have to bend no, over it, backwards is insane. The, the problem is you're, you're dealing with like a, when you're dealing with the computer program, the computer program will do exactly what you tell it to do. Nothing more and nothing less. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's so it's like weird for uh I don't know. Uh, I forget where I was going. It's like it's calling us out. it's just showing us it's going to show you the flaw in your theory when you try to program in your ideology. Well, actually I see where you're I think I I feel what you're touching here, which is uh you know that AI is exposing through expressing the simplicity of our existence it is exposing the retardation of our nuances in our current culture i think it's just showing the flaws in so like you tell the computer you so you tell the computer you cannot say black people are faster than white peter white people the, <laughs> right. computer, the computer's gonna come back and say well what is a black person what is a white person and so now you have to define what a black person and a white person is and then that's where you start to, you know, all these progressive ideolo ideological theories and everything, they completely <clears throat> fall apart once you have to specify parameters. Yes, you know? especially like and, what a man is or what a woman exactly. is. Exactly. And all, your whole ideology falls apart when you have to specify parameters. And the only thing a computer program is is giving you results based on parameters. Parameters, yes. You put the code <laughs> in, and it, it... Yes, man, that's incredible. So that's why you'll never be able to solve this this bias. You know, yes. What you call bias. Because it's not even a real bias. What you're calling bias is a flaw in your theory. 
because I cannot put parameters on. No, but you're call what you're calling bias is fucking reality. And we exactly. everybody on the other side of this aisle has been screaming at everybody on on the woke side on the left side like you people aren't living in reality. You know. No, and actually this computer is showing you who you, that you're really the racist because what the computer just proved it the computer is not okay right now the AI is not proving that black people are faster than white people. Right now the AI is telling you based on everything you gave me I had to put these humans in one category and these humans in another category. Based on your info, <laughs> right. this this group of humans is faster than that group. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so it's, 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 I don't know. You guys are, you really got to look at it, you know? No, I think. I can't, I can't wait till the AI hears about the people in Belize. Wow. Are they black? Are they white? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do they have to teach uh, AI and chat GPT about Leah Thomas? It's going to blow its machine. <laughs> Never recover. Dick with dick does not compute. I like this idea the parameters of nature, of natural existence, is all we can simply compute or program into these computers and into AI. So, therefore, the progressive movement and the ideologies behind it don't compute. Because what is a woman? It doesn't matter when me and you are talking. But if I want to talk to this computer, this computer needs to know what a woman is. Yes, yes. So we need to define it. And if you want your to... doctors to be AI, well, then your AI doctor will need to know the parameters of a man versus a woman biologically. And very, very specifically. Yes, and yes. So there's no room like, for your nuanced cultural progressivism. No, no. It's crazy. You can't, yeah. This is a crazy news segment. It's it's wild that they did this. Like like oh we're gonna we're gonna sign up thousands of hackers from around the world to fix the biases and racism and sexism of AI. Yeah, you can't. This is what the Biden administration is spending money on. Overall, these instances are only a small fraction <laughs> of the threats AI can pose up. to marginalized groups. AI has the potential to exacerbate discrimination in things like police surveillance against black and brown people, in financial decision making and housing opportunities. Arthi Prabhakar is at DEFCON, too. She's the head of the White House's Office of Science and Technology Policy, and she's looking for solutions to make sure AI is safe and secure and equitable. This is a priority. It's moving fast. It's going to affect Americans' lives in so many different ways. Prabhakar and other officials have been meeting with civil rights leaders, labor unions, and other groups for months to talk about AI. Their efforts will show up in an executive order that President Biden will release on managing AI, which is expected to come out in September. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, when it comes to them managing anything, when it comes to tech, it means we have a total loss of freedoms. That's all it ever means, man. The AI stuff. Uh, let me guess. Chad GPT thinks I should get the vaccine yeah, and exactly, my booster? Man. Yeah, uh, For sure. No, the AI stuff is probably more geared towards, uh, you know, surveillance. They use it in China quite a bit. That's it, really big for their facial recognition technology. So okay. all of this is based around just surveying us, watching us, tracking our movements, and collecting our data. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely, it's not even real AI. I don't even know why they keep saying it. That's my f obsession with this: is that we're not talking about Jarvis in Iron Man here. Uh, yeah, I know. Everybody it's like, thinks we, it's Jarvis. We have Jarvis. not come up with a truly artificially intelligent entity yet. You know, 
Trust me, I know we have it because as soon as we will, it'll be all over MSNBC and CNN that this thing has rights. <laughs> you know? Imagine if we created a Jarvis and it had a MAGA hat. Oh, the world would explode. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Somebody check on Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The MAGA hat. We create this robot that just walks around. I do not feel right. <laughs> then it finds a MAGA hat, puts it on. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm, this AI stuff, I don't think it is uh, anything to do with true AI. Again, I feel like there's some data information battle happening that we're not aware of and essentially i think our rights and data are being sold but well, let me ask you something like if you have a little kid who starts saying racial slurs don't, do you not have to talk to him to teach him you know you teach him why it's wrong <clears throat> i right? um i've been thinking about this you, a lot actually but but, but you, what you don't do is turn him off go into his brain and reprogram it to think differently Right? So that's how you know this thing isn't really artificially intelligent. Oh, yeah. Good call. You would. If it was, you wouldn't be hacking it to make it not racist. You'd be teaching it why it's racist. If it was truly. And what racism is. If it was truly an intelligence, like a kid, you, uh, if you wanted to teach it about racism, you would hand the kid uh, Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. <laughs> If a kid or an alien comes down, starts becomes your friend, you know, you start talking, hey, he starts talking bad about, you know, you know who, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, Mike, I think I've told you about this per, uh, privately, but I purchased uh, one of those collectible books, and it was the Mississippi Writings of Mark Twain. And I, uh, was, I've been kind of reading through it, and when I was going through Tom Sawyer, which I hadn't read since I was a kid, the first thing I could think about is there are there is no way a majority of adults could read this book. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. The words, the words the man uses, sentence over sentence. I mean, he's he's a genius. But the fact that it was children's reading, there, I don't think adults, most adults, could actually read Tom Sawyer start to finish without looking up what the words mean. I truly believe like that. Michael Strahan can't get for, past the first chapter. <laughs> That's right. Why does it have to be a Thoyer? I don't get it. <laughs> My point being is, when I was going through it, I was recalling my time reading it originally, back in second grade or whatever it was, elementary school. And uh, I specifically thought about when you get to Negro Jim... Uh, however, it's spelled and pronounced differently in the book. Yeah, we um, like to say Modelo here. On that's the right, Modelo Jim. And, uh, you know, I was reading through and I, I started to smile and kind of laugh to myself because I had very distinct memories in that moment of the teacher back then telling us, okay, class, you know, now we're going to read through this and now we're gonna, let's talk about these words that we're going to read in this section and, and let's discuss what they are, what they mean, what the historical sig significance is and why we don't say them now. I think that's the best lesson is why he said it in the book then and why we don't say it and, now. And man, 
That lesson, dude, 30 years later, I'm reading it. I'm like, I can remember the teacher directly talking to us and addressing this word in this book. And what a great lesson. What a beautiful way to to look at history and language and, 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 and gain an understanding in, in, in a very profound and deep way. And you can teach it to kids. You don't need a drag queen to read it to them, really. It's crazy. You can just have a normal-looking teacher talk about it. And, and, and I learned a lot of life lessons with no drag queens. It's amazing, isn't it? I read a lot of books without drag queens. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I made it. I don't know how I can even read as an adult. Are you sure you are reading? You might just be making up the word. I think so. Well, I'm definitely racist. Uh, but I, I just <laughs> read. All I could think about, though, was, man, we live in an era now where, like, I, I can only assume Tom Sawyer. Are the kids even reading Tom Sawyer anymore? I, I doubt it because, again, I went through it. I was one chapter in, and I turned to him. I'm like, I don't think adults can read this anymore. I really believe that. There's just no way. There are, seriously, it's crazy that it was a kid's book 30 years ago, and I think we're at a point societally where not only, I don't think people, I don't think people can, like, pronounce or enunciate or even, like, know the meaning of certain words that he's using in this kid's book, but also I I don't think people have even the attention span to sit down and read Tom Sawyer anymore. That's a good, that's a good call. You know what, man? You are right. You know that that gender queer book. One of the things that's really getting me about it. It's disgusting to read it, thinking that it's a child's book. One. I like how you're still reading it, though. You should just leave it in the uh, toilet area for people to pick up whenever they're uh, dropping a deucer. <laughs> you know. But I I gotta tell you, <laughs> it, it's really it's really weird because. Um, you're right. It's like who's it written for? You're saying it's not written for little kids. It's written for what middle schoolers, high schoolers. But if a high schooler is reading at this level, let me tell you something. That high schooler can't read, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like thinking about it. Do high schoolers is this high school level? Is that what they're reading today? Interesting. I don't know. I dude, I'm telling you, pick up Tom Sawyer when you got a, a little time to kill. And he even starts the book off with, you know, this is meant for kids, but also adults to look back on and remember what it was like to be a kid. A, a pure joy of an experience to breeze through and made me reminisce on my own youth and childhood and being young. It really, uh, I recommend getting uh, the Mississippi writings of Mark Twain if you're out there listening. Uh, it, you know, put the phone down and pick up a book. It feels so good, and our world is designed right now for us to just be entrapped and zombied out on these devices and just staring into this doom-scrolling world where we're just being told that everything's going to come to an end, and, you know, you put it away, turn it off, lock it in a drawer, and you pick up a little Mark Twain, you'll start to feel a little bit better about the world, honestly. That's kind of where I'm at with that, other than... The fact that I'm reading through it and I'm like, holy crap, again, I don't think most people can read. I think yeah, that's why everybody's right. so dumb. We're like in idiocracy now. We really are. And it maybe makes sense why 
people could potentially even be fooled again by a second COVID or a third COVID lockdown mask thing. I mean, Mike, I don't know about you. I've been seeing some masks. Mm. Seeing some masks. Yeah. They're talking. To, they're talking about. They're like. They're really gonna try to bring it back. Really? That is that the word on the street down in the shy town? Frank, it's literally Joe Biden's campaign strategy. Yeah, he's got to run from the basement, right? <laughs> the, the strategy <laughs> is pretty much we're not Trump, and we're gonna lock everything down so you can't vote. Yeah, it's kind of freaky. Uh, they're they're gonna bust out the ten thousand mules. Where's my man Dinesh? You know it's gonna happen. <laughs> He's been working out. Been seeing the masks lately. I uh, caught some neighbors with the mask action. I was going for my morning jog the other day, and uh, a couple neighbors walking by me or towards me as I'm running, and I go for the wave, and I was caught completely off guard, walking outside, summertime, hot out, KN95, super-duper masks, whatever those things are. Uh, suffocating their faces, walking outside. And here's my deal with this. We have so much information now that not only do the masks not do anything to stop the spread of anything, uh, but also they're probably very unhealthy for you to be wearing all the time. Very unhealthy. Yeah, they say you shouldn't wear more than an hour a day. And and we're back. People want to go back. It, I, I've believed this since day one of COVID lockdowns. There's 30% of you out there. You love it. You oh, yeah. love it. You love the lockdown. You love being told to stay home because you... I think people love it because they want to stay home and then they don't want to feel guilty about staying home. So if everyone is forced to stay home, then we're all the same. Yeah, Frank, they have anxiety. Everybody has anxiety. I want to stay home. You know, I don't want to go into public. I can't get over the fact that people are already bending to this. It is uh, disturbing to me, to say the least, man. I mean, I, I can't reiterate it enough. I started this podcast because of how horrible the, my experience was with the COVID lockdowns and how much I, know, I hated Tony Fauci. Some people had it so good. Dude, some they people had, had it so good. Yes. They worked from home. Yes. They made more money than yes. ever. You know? Absolutely. The government was cutting them checks. They got fat. They sat on their ass. They played Xbox. They watched Netflix. It was great. Life was Especially amazing. all you white-collar workers. Life just got better. Yes. Man, you just got to stay home. Everybody was getting crazy salaries. Dude, people with, like, a computer science degree were just getting six-figure salaries to do nothing. To be in your PJs and work half a day, maybe, at your computer and then maybe. go watch Netflix and play video games, man. That's terrible. Oh, it's yeah, so... Now they're, all, now they're all getting outsourced and crying about AI. <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> Look, you know, we've discussed this before. There's a lot of information to suggest they did the COVID lockdowns because the economy was about to crash on a global level and they just had to shut it down. It seems like we're kind of on the precipice of another massive global economic shutdown of some sort because, well, it's all a house of cards. So maybe they just got to just oh, pull that COVID out. Come on, we're going to do it. Lock it <laughs> down, baby. Yeah, I think we're headed towards a collapse. And there's a lot of talk on that's why they, they like forced Biden to do the whole Bidenomics thing. And they, they need him. They, like, they just want him to take the credit. I told you this when they... It debuted the Bidenomics. It was the weirdest thing. Like, why did you guys just drop this out of nowhere? And it's a weirdly easy... 
it's a very easy thing to just now label to the destruction of the American economy. Oh, that was Bidenomics. <laughs> it's like in 10 years, you're just going to be like, yeah, well, remember Bidenomics? It fucked us. Yeah, it, it wasn't the Democrats, man. They were trying to save us. It was Bidenomics, man. It was that Biden guy with his corrupt son, Hunter. He's banging the horrors with the laptops. Oh,